Life isn't about answers, it's about questions. Asking good questions is key to learning. That's a proven fact. And there's no more important question than why Jesus. So get ready as we dive into the conversation together on the next episode of the Why Jesus Podcast. I think that was it right there. I think there that go. was it. I always love to drop Taking at the that. end. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Ryan. Uh, I'm typically with Bible Dingers, but we're here with the Why Jesus podcast today. What's going on, fellas? Let me kick it over to you, John. How you doing tonight, man? I am doing phenomenal. Back in my in-law's basement, I got the little uh, Japanese thing going on back here, so it doesn't just look like a, a basement wall. Uh, so I would say we're improving. Still wearing the same shirt, uh, but yeah. Sick. John, do you recognize this shirt? I do. Do, I do. do you recognize this? Uh, do you... <laughs> <laughs> what, about the what about the audio listeners that can't see your shirt? Uh, well, they should watch question. us on YouTube and come in live and leave live comments. <laughs> yes, like definitely. To them. Especially because I'm, I'm doing a horrible job at, po at posting the audio uh only so you got to get it while it's hot exactly like churros get it while it's hot <laughs> like what's churros. up in the chat we got matt we got daryl we got giovanna jeremy's you. here what's All going right. on now guys that, now that my wife's in the chat i have to i have to calm down keep it clean keep, keep it clean, clean bro keep it clean yo nick how you doing tonight bro i'm doing all right I'm doing all right. This is weird for us because we're usually together with Mark, but now today we have our other friends, and this is pretty exciting for me. Well, it's not weird for me. Yeah. I'm glad that it's weird for you, though. John and Puerto like Rico, a, do they It's like a Juan? weird first date. You know what I mean? This is like a first date. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do, what do we even talk about? Good thing we set all that up before we hop on. Yeah, yeah. That is true. That's a that's a great segue right there. So we got lots of stuff to talk about. We got pirate Bibles. We got uh, Vody saying that uh, watching the chosen means you're an idolater. Uh, what else do we got? We got uh, the the country singer that's a overnight success, who I guess curses and uh, uses the Bible all at the same time. So how so, uh, different than any other country singer? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> It's not different than Tim Ross. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Does Tim Ross talk about country? Tim Ross? <laughs> I have to say, I am most excited about the Pirate Bible. Yo, me too. There me is too. nothing I else the I am more excited about. Nothing. Well, that was copyright. <laughs> Arr, well, then let's, I can't uh, wait to read me Bible. Let's jump right into the <laughs> Pirate Bible then. Let's do it. All right. I was hoping we saved it for last, but it's okay. No, we need to hit. We need it's to start okay. off with a banger. We gotta keep these listeners. We gotta start retention. <laughs> Retention's all we about. Gotta hit the ground running. My bad. My bad. Here's the bad. Bible translated into pirate talk. <laughs> Arr, okay. Okay. I gotta start off. This already. You know, this is along the lines of. Um, Do you ever hear of the the Bible written like basically a ghetto format? No. Um, the uh, Ebonic Bible. That's what it's called. Do you ever hear of that one? 
No, this is it's my first same, time. It's in the same line with that. There's this Bible called the Ebonics Bible, and it's written like gangster talk. It's just yes. slang. Yes. If that, that would have existed. Actually... I'm sorry. Go for it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. If that would have existed, if I would have known that existed like 10 years, 12 years ago before I was saved, I probably would have been saved way sooner. Um, well, by what I never read the full thing, I only heard certain passages, but what I understand there's also like cussing and stuff in it, so I'm never not mind. sure if exactly is uh, what is with all this cussing? Ryan, do you not remember this? What they're referring no. to was a fake news and real news that I had uh, a random verse that was taken from that uh Bible, if you want to call it that. And I said, Is this fake news or real news? This is an actual version of the Bible, and you guys said, No, that's fake news because you didn't think it was actually real. I don't know if they you translated the that? whole thing. I know they translated parts of it. I'm not sure they did the whole Bible. But well, now somebody will because of AI, which is exactly what Jeremy the pirate talk Ge used. Jeremy Collins has an epic joke. Can you can you throw that up on the screen? What is a pirate's favorite letter? Get that. I hate this already. This is so stupid. Oh my, oh my word. Gosh. All right. Get, Get this back into me, Bible talk. Uh, so remind me again. Am I the youngest here? Because you guys are acting like, you know, just a little bit younger than me at this point. I know yep. I'm, I'm the only Eight. one in my 20s, but still. Shalom, Ricky. Shalom. Age has nothing to do with maturity. Everyone nothing. calls the Gen Z are so immature, but here I am sitting here being the most mature. That's all I got to say. The It'd only one the not C? making. Hold on. You think. You think it'd be the R, but it'd be the C. That is <laughs> uh, hilarious. I got you. I got you. This look at this. I've been here. Can you look at this picture with me? I'm. I've been trying this entire time while you guys are talking to figure out what what are those things inside of the shell on the top right? Are those raisins? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta expand this. <laughs> Let me expand it. Insert here. pun That's... here. Zo What's the raisin pun, bro? For those of you guys, oh, we raisin disciples, bro. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we what raisin is... disciples up, son. Can we not turn this into a mega church service right now? <laughs> the youth night. And then there's a chocolate cupcake right there on the right. Hold on, no, you can't. You can't skip. You got to go back and zoom in. I need to. I need to know. Oh, here we go. Here we go. That's how much this costs, bro. That is raisins. <laughs> <laughs> there's also rings in there though there's raisins and, and rings bro. you know why because their favorite word is r raisins and what's, rings. what's the uh what's the verse in the bible about the grapes uh the grapes remember what was it jeremiah <laughs> i was like you i love me, grapes uh, i, <laughs> I love grapes you guys love grapes. got any grapes <laughs> the pirate bible <laughs> It's all a right. compass here we go. leading me to me treasure. Let's let's re <laughs> let's wait. See. We Here's all gotta examples. hold on. We all have to take a shot at reading, uh, reading this. All right. So we got one, two, three. Go. <laughs> Do we at least have four? Because all of us have to read this. I can make and, one up, bro. Oh no. Uh, yeah. We can right. split split let's, 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 someone, someone split Galatians. Okay, we can split the Galatians yeah. one. So okay, here, yeah. here's what we should do. The person should read it normally on the left side and then read it at their best pirate imitation on the right side. <laughs> okay. Who's first? I, I'll go first. I'll go first. Wait, this is KJV. Oh, it's KJV comparison. Yes. I got you. Yeah, they, they translated it from the KJV. Uh, so this is Matthew chapter 6, verse 3. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. That is the KJV version. 
And uh, then we have the Pirate Bible. But <laughs> come on, John. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hold up. I got to keep a straight face here. But when ye sc- <laughs> but when ye scuttle booty, not let your port hand know what your starboard hand be doing. There we go. You look Perfect. like someone. Pirate someone was us. bored. Someone was bored and went on Chat GBT and was like, "Can you rewrite the Bible?" And pirate talk and just went viral from it i guarantee it probably there's they no probably, way yeah they probably did a verse and was like nah this is good what if we can let me go check the copyrights on this and see if we can <laughs> yeah. sell this there's no way that someone sat there with bible in hand and was like you know what let me rewrite this thing there's no yeah, way yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> all right dylan you're up all right so I'll do Genesis here. Fun fact, the, when I was in high school, I did acting, and my last musical I was in was a pirate-based musical. So well, You should have told us that it. after, because now the expectations are way... Are but way but, but here, here's the kicker. I was, was was like act, I was a main ago, actor in so. the musical, but I was not a pirate. <laughs> I was actually a pirate hunter, so... Mm. I, I could see either one accent. to be honest with you. So I you were like, so one. you were like the Buffy Vampire Slayer, except it wasn't <laughs> vampires; it was pirates. I was General Armstead, I think is what his name was, and basically, I just hated pirates. They were the they, they were the worst for obvious reasons. Mm. So I was actively obvious. trying to stop them. Gotcha. Always but, the the righteous. Well, I've always been a LT. good boy since I was a kid, man. Yep. All right, Buffy so the Genesis Pirate Slayer. One, two, KJV. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Very, very well-known verse. All right, Genesis 1, 2, Pirate Bible. The land was a mess, a nary a speck of shape, and all was shrouded in dark over the deep abyss. But then wow. the Spirit of old God sailed across the waters. There we go. We got it. Wow. I felt like I didn't want it to end. <laughs> Bro, you should do a pirate audio book. Yo, Join 100. me, middies, on my ship as we cruise out to sea. That's <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Johnny Depp, Ooh, is that you? Lives in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> That's Dylan. That's right. All right. Nick, you take 18 and 19. It's I'll LT. do 20 and we 21. Don't, we don't use real names right. here. LT. 18 <laughs> oh, and 19. But I can't even see it, to be honest with you. Hold on. Get your glasses matey okay there you go <laughs> but if ye be led of the spirit ye are not under the law now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery fornication uncleanliness how do i say that word Lavishness? lasciviousness <laughs> bro lasciviousness wait till you get the pirate bro <laughs> for for all those people, KJV only, I can't stand you right now. <laughs> but if ye be led by the wind, ye ain't subject to the code. Hey, the scurvy deeds of the scallywag be plain to see. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, and lecherishness. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna mess that last one up, but it was lecherousness. That was that was awesome. Lecherousness. Neither of those are real words. I don't think so. Lavishness and lecherousness. Well, the second one is for leprechauns. The first one (laughs) is for luscious people. Luscious, lavishness. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you have big lips, you're yeah. This verse is not for you. I think I went to school with somebody named Lavishness. 
All right. Wasn't that was written it, on the back of was he like, mean? shorts back in the day? <laughs> what? Le, less vicious? Less vicious. I mean, it just it, it, it means like uh, sexual. It, I thought it was like sexual stuff, like uh, sexual impurity and things. I don't know. You would know, LT, not me. That's right. Yeah. I wrote two books. All right, guys. So <laughs> smartest. They're right guy. there behind me. You know, right there. Links, l- links in the description. <laughs> I don't think they will be, but sure. We'll do Straight it. We'll do it for this, for this episode. We'll do it. Oh boy. All right. All right. Go Ryan. ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Twenty twenty one. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the, the kingdom of God. Mutiny, voodoo, a vast hatred, arguing, looking for a fight, bombs <laughs> bursting with rage, scallywags at each other. This pirate's from Ireland. Yo, bro. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Blasphemous charms and mutinous notions are envying and murders, and grog and revelries. Oath like, oath like, that I be telling you for, as I said afore, to those what do such that they won't inherit the kingdom of God. I feel like I'm at a point, and Ryan, an Irishman thinks he's a pirate. Pass me a Guinness, mate. Pass <laughs> me a Guinness. That was the, the dr- hold on, hold on. Uh, Ryan, if you could do me a favor and reopen that. Okay, here we go. So click on the, uh, I think there's an about section at the top because uh, I, I was checking it out before and it, it was saying that these the people who did this are Christians. Hmm. Are they? <laughs> and, and are, they? are they? <laughs> no, that's not it, man. It's a. I think they're scallywags. There's like an about section or a. Uh, might not be at the top. Can we buy this? Yes. I don't want to buy this. Please, no. I don't see it, bro. It feels wrong. Yeah, I don't see it. Go go back to the homepage. Go to the, the John, bottom. I think you're tripping, my dude. No, I'm not view tripping. View full details? me tripping. It might be a view full bro, details. Tri- Why oh, does, this, does this exist? Why does this that, that's a good yeah. question. Why that's does this exist? <laughs> Wow, it's a full translation. Oh Why does everything Lord. exist? As students okay. of the Bible. Here, I'll read this for us. Yeah. Are you going to read it, pirate? It read says, the bottom. For those wondering what this project is, okay. As students of the Bible and devout followers of Jesus Christ ourselves, we debated often about the ramifications of such a book and how this translation would be received among our Christian friends. In the end, we believe that getting people to engage with the Word of God in a new way is a good thing. And perhaps a path to begin to answer Christ's call to come unto me, Matthew eleven twenty eight. As we have read the book, we have found the results to be satisfyingly accurate and capable of providing novel, if not humorous, insights. With that said, the text is not always perfect. <laughs> no, kidding. it's not always perfect. And students of the Bible should be willing to discern and scrutinize. For a serious study of the Bible, we recommend all to refer to the original text in their native language and have provided a way for you to obtain a free copy of the KJV version of the Bible by going to the link below. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That nice? click, the, click the link. Make sure it works. Let's see. It's a virus. 
Free it's Bible. Just a word. Subscribe to it's the just email a word list. that says free Bible. It doesn't work. <laughs> they deceived us, those I did anyways. not see this coming. <laughs> They're pirates, I tell you. They're Yo, that's hilarious. Uh, so yeah. you get what? to the end. Guess so, what? You get to the end and a treasure bro, is missing. So there's no way you didn't know that already. When when I was when I was listening to you read it and it says we were concerned about how uh, you know Christians would take this, I think the translation for after that should be. But then we realized how much money we could make by doing it, so we did it. <laughs> Don't worry, no, at least ten no, percent of that's from charity. Can we yeah. be honest here? No one is buying this. No one. No one. You you no think one. no one's buying this, buddy? I 100%. beg a different. 100%. There's going to be people buying this. Dude, my Is Gen there any way we can look that up? Is my there Gen any way Z we can army. look that up? Look. Oh, yeah. My... It allows you. It says, uh, please send me a thing. It's in the cart. Yeah, That's you awesome. check the box here. Oh, so, so, okay. So, you have to, you get the free Bible when you buy theirs. Is that how it works? You have to buy the pirate Bible first. What does this? Or no, you could just your go on your phone and get it for free. Hit, hit hold on. It just says, it won't yes, let me hit check out. Free... Oh, they got you. Yes. What, what pirates these guys the are? What scallywags? <laughs> For those of you listening and can't see it, he's just saying, please send free Bible smiley face. I don't think you can send it without checkout. It's not working. They got you again. <sighs> Man, these, these scallywags. These scallywags. Arg. I like how he keeps saying scallywags is the only insult in pirate that we know. I hope that you guys get scurvy. Can we find out who's behind this website? Pirates and invite them <laughs> on the show. Uh, okay, yeah, that's okay. true. We could invite them on the show. Uh, let's invite them on the show. Once yeah, we have thousands, I have yeah. so many questions. By the way, like, share, subscribe. Mostly like and subscribe, subscribe. because <laughs> we're network. trying to hit. Yeah, we're trying to hit the. So, thousands, so opinions so. on the uh, translation. Do you think it's a yay or nay? Nay, nay, man. Yeah, I would go question? with nay. It's okay, a nay. Yeah. It's so, a navy. It's so a navy. Why? Why is it a nay for you? What? What reason do you have? You know what? I think it's a perfect transition to move into the chosen now, because it's the same reason why some people won't like the chosen. Mm. Right? It's not I authentic. Mean, guess, it's not biblical. I yeah. I, so, I think uh, I'm one of the, the these people who. Um, likes christian humor right like i really really like christian humor i also appreciate like being able to make fun of our quirkiness and some of the weird things that we do as christians like if you can't joke about how weird we are sometimes you you got some issues and so from a humor perspective i don't know if translating the whole bible is a good thing you know and selling the whole bible but I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with maybe if there was a skit of people speaking in the Bible in uh, in scallywag terms. My issue primarily has to do with the fact that I think if you're going to take the word of God and make the entire thing a parody, I, the, to me, there's just an issue there. Just yeah. I feel like there should be some level of holiness there. As Christians and Protestants specifically, sometimes we uh, really like to go really down that rabbit hole of not treating things with proper respect because of whatever reason. So I think there should still be a level of holiness when it comes to the word of God. So to me, the, the translating the whole Bible into pirate talk obviously is not trying to reach pirates because they don't talk like that anymore. The ones that do <laughs> exist. 
So to me, that's that's just it's just a little bit uh, not good. It's just not yeah. properly. Can you imagine properly? Can you imagine the major consequences if someone did something like this to the Quran? Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I mean, technically speaking, the Quran, um, even if it's an English translation, isn't called a Quran. It's called a translation. It has to be in Arabic to be. Yeah. The the um, perfect word of God. That is the Quran. Never. Never mistranslated, uh, no errors at all. Perfect word of Quran, uh, word of God. Word and of for those for those of you who are whose sarcasm meter doesn't work, I'm being sarcastic. I don't want somebody to clip that up and be like John Clash calling John yeah, Clash right. is now you Muslim, know? dude. Yeah. Dude, uh, all, uh, if you would be come on out Sneeko's as a Muslim, your channel would blow week. up, my dude. Yeah, that's very true. I'd be on Andrew Tate's podcast next week. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> hey, the next uh, big thing. LT, you mentioned that uh, this is not how pirates talk nowadays. Could you give us an example of how pirates talk nowadays? Yo, I just sent you um, a burnt DVD of uh, Angry Birds, the animated movie. Oh, the digital pirates. Digital pirates. Yeah, digital I'd... pirates who aren't in the sea. Got it now. Exactly. <laughs> They're usually that 40-year-old white dude who's lazy with a pop belly in his mom's basement, you know, eating Fritos. That's that's who the pirates are nowadays. That is not the it. pirates I had in my mind when you said that. It is definitely good uh, for you to clarify that. I think <laughs> I think you, you do a good job at clarifying. So just before we move on and get to that question that's on the screen and, and then move on to the chosen. One thing that I think about too, on a more serious note, when it comes to doing these like Bible translations is, um, you know, I think of people in the underground church in places like uh, Pakistan and, and Iran and China, and they can't even get their hands on a Bible. And here we are playing with it, turning it into um, scurvy talk, you know? So from that perspective, I could see it as a, uh, you know, as kind of like making a mockery and and uh, not that you can't, you know, when, when someone else from a, another country is going through something, it's like when your parents are like, oh, there's people starving in Africa, you know, and it's, it's it's like eat your food. There's people starving in other countries. It doesn't mean I have to eat all of this food if I'm going to puke after eating. It, all right. In, in the same way, just because there's, you know, some neglect in in another country or something that people can't access doesn't mean we can't joke about it in this country and we got to walk on eggshells with everything but but i think when it comes to the bible specifically when people are are dying if they get caught with it and then we turn it into pirate talk i don't know it's a little a little weird when i think deeper into it yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, so the Reform Berean asked if we've seen this new video game called Gate Zero. You guys know anything about this? I've heard of it. I've seen um, a little bit of, I think, playthrough through it, but I haven't delved too deep into it. Yeah, me either. I've seen some YouTubers, though. Looks like uh, it showing is... it. I saw Ruslan posted hey. about it. King's tree. It looks like it's uh some sort of free roam around the the Bible times. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess you like steal people's. Oh, it's a VR game. It's a VR game, right? I mean, it can be. No, there was a there was another one that I um I did a video on called "I Am Jesus Christ," and it was like you are actually Jesus Christ in the game, and I think that that was a little weird. Um, Yeah. It I. I don't know what the intentions of it are. I, I, if I remember correctly, they were saying that they want people to, you know, get the gospel through this. But I think that's what everybody says when they do something a little weird. You know, they're like, you know, the intention is to get people the gospel. We're not trying to offend Christians. We just did everything unbiblical in the account. Yeah, you are Jesus Christ. Uh, See, for nothing, me, I, I have nothing what? Nothing new age happening here at all. Nothing at all. Yeah, for me, I have no real problems with people doing different type of things to get people interested about learning scripture. Like the very essence of Bible dingers, let's face it, the name is out there. Uh, the way we start, you know, talking and stuff like that, we always joke and we always play around. We always do a variety of different things. I have no problem with people thinking outside, outside the box to try to make uh, learning easier for people. But when it comes to changing the words of scripture and making it say something that it absolutely does not say, that is my real issue. It's the reality that no verse is going to sound like that translation. None. It's not even saying the same thing. Scallywags, like whatever other words they use, it's not even close to the real meaning, you know. So it doesn't even give people a general idea. Uh, like that's what the website said, right? They, oh, or a true studier will want to go to the KJV or whatever. But it doesn't even give you a general idea of what the verse says. It doesn't yeah. even get your feet wet. Like you can't even get started there and say, oh, yeah, I learned a little bit. Let me move do, on. You, do you know you're about, learning nothing. Do you know about the Hawaiian pigeon version? The, that yes, version? I do know about that so one. So interesting that one. about that one. I used to think it was just like, you know, a silly one. But actually, apparently, the history of it was that the natives in Hawaii didn't speak English very well. They kind of spoke a broken English mixed with their yep. own language. And that's how that version came to be because they, they dumbed down the English and able to reach them, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, but anyway. I think I think there's nothing wrong with doing something like that. No. Um, but speaking about people not getting the full message and maybe getting an incorrect one, let's talk about the chosen. Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Let me just pull this up real guys. quick. Just, so yeah, basically, yeah. What, <laughs> he's, he's, he's clicking something. He's clicking stuff. All right. So all the audio people are like, "Oh, what a great conversation about the yeah, chosen." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about the chosen guys. So um, scratch my eyebrow. So anyway, uh, we're pulling up a clip right yes, now sir. of Vody Bakum uh, discussing why he does not watch The Chosen. And, you know, not his whole reasons, but here, here's a quick clip. So Ryan's going to play that for the you. Babylon Bee. Hopefully it's not too laggy for you guys. We'll see here. Dr. Vody Bakum said this is why he doesn't watch The Chosen. Do you agree? Ask me about my line. You, you yeah. said the chosen. That's a line you that's draw. A, that's a line I draw. Yeah. Have you seen the chosen? You no. watched it. Yeah. I'm two watching. CV, man. Second two CV. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're a two no CV four guy. CV. Gotcha. No two CV. Yeah. Gotcha. So you okay. know. Gotcha. So yeah, I do that. Again, you asked about my lines. That's yeah, one that's of my lines. Line. You know, um, and that 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 series Train there. Jesus as 
idolatry or portraying Jesus as yeah, a, portraying a Jesus image. idolatry and, yeah. and then, you know, I get some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. See, that's it. Dr. Vody Bakum said, this is why he these scallywags. <laughs> um, so I have a, I have mixed opinions on this. I would say, do we not watch uh, the the Passion of the Christ? I think that movie is is incredibly well done, uh, and it obviously portrays a Jesus that isn't the real Jesus. I mean, um, I think Buddy Bachman would said he did either didn't or would not anymore. Interesting. But I want to understand. I don't think Vody supports the passion either. Because I listened to that interview, and I think that was brought up as well. And I think he said no, like not the passion either. Gotcha. Yeah, I've only seen that yeah, clip. No, so. no movies, no pictures. Yeah. No. Vody. No Vody's like hardcore, like nothing. So from what I know about Vody, and I want to make this crystal clear, I love Vody Bakum. I think he is one of the most prolific uh, preachers of our generation. If you want to be totally captivated by somebody preaching. You can uh, you can totally click on a Vody Bakum sermon and be captivated, and Amen. it's truly expository. So the issues that I have with his statement is not necessarily primary at all; they're secondary issues. Um, but I, I don't agree at all because if he's going to draw a line there, there's multiple lines in his life that he has to make sure that he's being consistent about, and if he is. And I, I think from what I know, he holds a regulative principle, which is pretty much the way you sing in church or the way you worship has to be with instruments that are in the Bible. If I'm wrong about that, I apologize. But that's what I think I know. Um, so it would make sense for him to hold this view. And if he's actually being consistent and he's actually holding up to the standards that he creates for himself, I'm all for it. But what I'm not for is Christians presenting um, themselves as hypocrites and i think he holds an unrealistic standard that no one can possibly hold to unless maybe they're like mennonites or something you know what i mean hey. like that you know yeah, lt is a mennonite yeah right? i mean Are... well well uh an acting mennonite or like uh what's the other one? i go still go to the mennonite church technically bro you still Dang, do, man. I still do go well, to the Mennonite some church. Very... It's not extremely conservative Mennonite, but yeah. I still go to so, the Mennonite church. So I'm not saying that being a Mennonite is wrong, but what I'm saying is uh, <laughs> an extremely conservative Mennonite will live a different type of lifestyle. Or uh, what? What the? What are the other ones called? The Amish, right? The Amish. Those are the even more uh, conservatives outside of the Mennonites. They're even There's also a spectrum. I mean, old order Mennonite are just as conservative as uh, Amish are. Yeah. So so if you live that lifestyle, what I'm trying to say, not that it's wrong, but what I'm trying to say is that's probably realistic for them to believe in that and abide by it. But for most people, it's an unrealistic expectation that they're going to break that rule in somewhere in another area of their life. So somewhere, sounds, somehow. Now, now, if I would push back to the argument, it sounds very much like a practical argument, like, well, no one can live up to that standard. No one can quite hold that out. Um, and people could say that for a lot of commandments in the Bible or a lot of things to justify their actions. What would be your exegetical approach to the claim? Well, I'm not I'm not uh, fighting for pragmatism, even though I don't think that particular uh, theology is helpful because it's unrealistic. But what I think um, expositionally, what he's referring to is the second commandment, right, is uh, you shouldn't make uh, well, you 
you cannot make a graven image, right? Yeah, you can that's make what he's an referring image. to, yeah. But, but if you continue reading the verse, which I want to bring it up, or Brian, if you could pull it up on the screen, I think the overall theme of the, the verse is about worship, right? It's not about particularly uh, taking a painting and drawing or painting something of the Bible or uh, doing it with a good heart or a good intent. What it's talking about is making an image of something in the heaven or on the earth or something that's outside of God and making an image and then making it your God. You have to understand what's going on contextually there. They're making images and worshiping everything and anything. And they're making false gods all around them. And that's why this commandment is there telling them, don't worship this. No one, well, I can't say no one, but no one that I know is watching the chosen and bowing down before the screen when they see Jesus Christ in front of them. I'm sure you're so, going to find that one guy who does. Yeah, that well, that's not, that's not the typical approach. <laughs> so you said, what would my argument be actually dealing with the text? It's not just a pragmatic argument, but it's a, it's a contextual one. Ryan, you want to read that? Re read it in KJV, though, in, and then pirate. <laughs> Ye shall not make for yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> it says you so, shall not so make one for thing yourself. About, a... There you go. For audio go listeners, read it. Okay. It says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. So one thing about exposition is you have to look at the verse before and the verse after. If you're preaching, that's always, even if you have one verse on hand that you want to teach about, you have to look before and after. The verse before says you shall have no other gods before me. Right. And the verse after says, you shall not bow down to them or serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. So obviously the surrounding context is about worship and putting other things before the Lord. So that's my argument. Contextually speaking, is that it's talking about worship, worshiping these graven images. It's not necessarily talking about making them, um, even mm -hmm. though that's a different conversation. And, this and passage I is talking about worshiping them. And I think also adding to that is it mentioned don't make a card image of any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or that's on earth beneath. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain Vadi Bachman has paintings and statues or things within his decorations of his household or and wouldn't have a problem with someone having a carving of an animal or something. Yeah, uh, and, and actually and look, one of the first idols that we see Israel worshiping, one of the one of the earlier ones is a golden calf, which Yep. So exactly I think, I think in that way it's also inconsistent. And look, right, what does it say? Uh, where is it? I'm trying to see it here. Heaven above or earth beneath or water under the earth. So it's covering all bases as far as creation. The heavens is where the birds are. The grounds is where, you know, other living things are. And then the water is where the fish are. So it's saying don't make an image of these things. It's actually not even actually saying don't make an image of God or Jesus, even though, like I said, it's a separate conversation. But this passage is not necessarily talking about making an image like Jesus is on the Passion of the Christ. It's not talking about that. I agree. I think um, probably one of the reasons that Bodhi's so passionate about that is he, you know, if, if I'm correct, he works in 
uh, some part of Africa. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the issues that, um, that goes on in, in churches in Africa is like you walk into a church in Africa or Nigeria specifically, or Ethiopia, well, maybe not Ethiopia, but in Nigeria and you walk in, there's a white Jesus on the wall, you know? So it, it, it kind of, um, when you're dealing with stuff like that, that is just obviously, obviously wrong, obviously whitewashed uh, Christianity, you know, just right in people's faces. It, it, now and, you're, you have these people thinking that that's what Jesus looks like a white Jesus, you know, it, it could be one of the reasons this is me just speculating, but it could just be one of the reasons why he's so against that, like not nah, get these things out of here. And also in Africa, there's a lot of Yoruba religions, uh, which involves idols oftentimes and things Very like true. that. So that plays into it, too. Yeah, I think, though, that's moving the conversation to a different conversation. I think Bodhi Bakum's point is the passion of the Christ is, uh, you know, a second commandment problem. And mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, no, that's not. We could talk about other things. We could talk about, is it wrong to make Jesus all sorts of things? And I think yeah, that could very well be, but I don't think that's the point of what Vody Bakum is saying in this clip. He's saying mm -hmm. this is against the second commandment, and I'm saying no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. specifically dealing with that right there, I would uh, I would definitely agree um, with with what you're saying. Uh, there was uh, I watched a video from Doreen Virtue. We were talking about this before we went live, of where she was pulling up testimonies from people who watched The Chosen who say that when they close their eyes and they pray to Jesus, that they think about the uh, Jonathan Rumi version from the chosen. And because of that, they now have a face to put to it. And it just feels so real because they feel like they, they know him from watching the show. And I'm obviously paraphrasing, but yeah, you yeah. know, these, these type of testimonies of, you know, now you're, when you're praying to Jesus, you're thinking of Jonathan Rumi as Jesus. And I think that that's kind of, that can be a little bit dangerous. Um, like when we think about, you can't really say Spider-Man, but let's say Blade. I straight up think of uh, Wesley Snipes all the time. It's going to be a yeah, difficult, yeah. it's going to be a difficult thing for me to shift from thinking of Blade equals Wesley Snipes to Blade equals Mahersha Ali. Like it's going to be really difficult until I'm seeing him in the movies. And then when I see him in the movies, I'm still going to be like, he's not Wesley Snipes, you know? <laughs> so if, if it can just happen like that, imagine somebody you're building you, your, you as a baby Christian or somebody who just, has wishy-washy theology you're building this image of jesus in your mind that looks like jonathan rumi and when you pray you're thinking of him i would say that's that's pretty dangerous mm -hmm. hmm. i i think i think when it comes to stuff like the chosen though normally the thing that can get really sketchy is the fictional aspect of the character what yeah. are you adding to the character how are you making the character behave um talk because the moment you start taking Jesus or any biblical character and you start taking fictional elements to it, that's going to paint a picture or paint a theology um, that may or may not be accurate to the text itself. So that's where things can get really dangerous. Yeah, I oh. remember seeing... I'm sorry, go for it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I remember seeing a um, an episode when I, I, I watched the first two seasons. I haven't watched it uh, since. I just... I just didn't, I wasn't into it because uh, I kept seeing like weird things, but he got arrested 
And uh, I was, I remember watching it with my wife and my wife is a fairly new believer, um, you know, talking like three years now. Um, but at, I think when we were watching it at that time, she might've been a year and a half, two years into, into being a believer. And she's watching it and here she is thinking that Jesus got arrested. And she's like, I don't remember mm. reading. She's like, I don't remember reading that. Did, did he get arrested? Like, uh, you know, did he have this conversation with Pilate? And and now I'm having to like rewind, go into the scripture and be like, no, that this did not happen. This is them taking artistic uh, creativity, um, uh, artistic freedom to the story. And, you know, it, it's not essentially, quote unquote, uh, blasphemous or heretical or, or anything, because it is, you know, it, it is an artistic depiction and they have artistic freedom and it doesn't necessarily take away from the narrative we have in the Bible, but adding to it in that way and where he gets arrested and has a conversation with, uh, I believe, Pilate before he has his actual conversation with Pilate, you know, having, I could imagine having brand new believers or people who don't know the gospel at all watching that and thinking that that's how it actually went. And then you read in the Bible and you're like, wait, I'm not seeing the same things that I saw in the chosen. And now you're mm -hmm. confused. And now you like the chosen better because it's, it's got more to it. There's more information mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. You know, if, if the chosen was biblically sound though, I would have no problem with it. Yeah, my my beef with them is that they keep adding stuff that's not in scripture that can very well confuse people like Jesus transgressing. Right. Mm -hmm. We know that he's yep. a spotless lamb. If he sinned, that means he wouldn't be a qualified savior of the world. So uh, that one little addition actually shatters the entire truth of scripture. What uh, so, what what um when you mentioned transgress, which scene is that or something? I'm just trying to understand which episode or whatever that is. There's yeah, a, Jer go ahead. There's a, a few scenes where he um, dishonors his mother. He doesn't uh, heed to what she's saying to him, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, you know, that would break the commandment, honor thy father and, and mother. So if he if he adhered to the whole entire law, as we know that he did, um, because scripture tells us he did, then you have him disobeying what his mother is telling him. It it may not, it may not essentially be dishonoring his mother, but I would say in those times under that culture and, and that law, it, it could be considered. Mm -hmm. I was just trying, yeah, I was just trying to understand what, what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. it, to be honest, I, I, I haven't seen a single even clip uh, yeah. from this show and I haven't read anything about it. So I, I really don't have many thoughts about the show itself, but going back to um, Vody and that interpretation of the second commandment, I'm interested if there's anybody in the chat or any, or any of you guys who know uh, how he came to that interpretation of the second commandment. Is that like a, a popular belief among a certain group of Christians that the second commandment means that you cannot have a picture or anything of Jesus. I mean, I know Muslims are very strict about that rule. Mm -hmm. I just Muslims, don't know how Muslims you could can't have any depictions the, of any prophets or anything. I think the strictness comes from the regular regulative principle approach of scripture. If I'm not mistaken, again, please someone correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, 
it, in the reform circles, it's not unheard of to look at this, uh, you know, to look at this commandment in that way. In the mm. same way, reform, uh, regular set principle is not unheard of. It's pretty common, actually. I just, yeah, I just, I mean, when you read the Bible, I just don't see it. I, I don't see where you would pull that from, honestly. And not only that, I mean, my other thought on this is there's probably some sort of conversation that could be had with somebody that holds to this on the necessity of which laws we should be adhering to in the old testament which ones we shouldn't be um you know if if it's just the ten commandments well why is it just the ten commandments that you're adhering to why aren't you adhering to some of the other laws yeah there's uh um people who hold to like theonomist uh theology who uh they have a weird way of deciding which laws uh, they adhere to and, and think that sh should be enforced by the government and which laws mm -hmm. shouldn't. They have a, I, I mean, know they have their some, systems, you know. I know some people who claim that if the New Testament doesn't explicitly say that law doesn't apply to us anymore, they think it still applies. Oh, wow. So if, if the New Testament doesn't specifically address, so the few things they would say are addressed are the food laws with Peter, uh, circumcision, um the sabbath because of i think that one passage and stuff like that but in regard to some of the other stuff that's not explicitly mentioned they still think it applies interesting i mean i guess i could see the logic behind that i also think it comes from an over uh, an over correction you got to think what what was the protestant reformation about it was like the opposite of everything the catholics do so it, it's anything that remotely looked catholic roman catholic uh these guys were were rejecting so they think about the mindset that the reformers were in at that time like get rid of everything that that can resemble catholicism get rid of all of it so i could see where that idea of no images of jesus at all whatsoever i could see where that could come from yeah, I think actually the reform Berean is making a good point there. Um, if you could put that up on the screen. Thank God that there is a good reform guys pushing back on theonomy, but still love my brothers and sisters who are theonomists. Of course. So um, I don't want to move the conversation to theonomy because we would need I three gotta be hours. Honest, I don't know what theonomy is. Yeah, so <laughs> go look Just it quick, up. Look quick it up. 30, yeah. No, quick quick the breakdown break down what it is real quick we could go here because we got time we only got one more thing to get into so mm -hmm. uh just speak your piece on it briefly so that way people know what it's about uh because you know they hear this word and then they might look into it and, and be like oh that makes sense and 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 maybe start adhering to it start looking up looking up some of the teachers so, and and you, so you the get point the point i wanted to make was that they are brothers and sisters yes um i wouldn't even call it heresy uh, even though some in the reform circle would probably call it that, but we have yeah, James White so. and Apologia that are theonomists. Yeah, and, I'm I'm uh, cool with Apologia Studios. You know, I've been on the cultures, yeah. got my hat over there. I love yeah. those guys. Yeah, and they're theonomists. But huh? if you think that if you think you know it well enough to to bundle it up in 30 seconds, please go for it. But I I don't. I mean, I just looked it up. The definition. So if correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what Google's telling me. It's a Christian view of ethics that believes society should be ruled by divine law, especially the moral and judicial law of the Old Testament, 
They argue that the laws that are fulfilled in the New Testament are not binding and that civil governments are morally obligated to enforce the Old Testament laws and penalties. Pretty much. Yeah. Amen, Google. I, and they believe that Christians should be infiltrating every aspect of um, of the world, right? Like we should be yeah. in the and, government. We should be ooh, in politics. We ooh, should be all my Mennonite friends, man, that makes them not happy. And a Baptist in general, man, they would push back against this hardcore. Yeah. It's, yeah. A lot of people push back at it hardcore. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I like, a Baptist explicitly try to stay out of government. Yeah, I, I look at um, and I, I totally understand the the mentality of wanting to stay out of government because you eventually um, you get in put you get put in compromising situations in which in which you, you know, you might have to vote a certain way that that uh, conflicts with your biblical worldview. But I mean, I was going to say for Anabathists, it often boils down to war and violence mm -hmm. since Anabathists are generally pacifists. That makes sense. Um, well, theonomists are not, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, but they're they, not pacifists at all. Yeah, not at all. I, I can appreciate the mentality of wanting to influence the world through the world system. I, I can appreciate, uh, you know, we want to vote people in who do hold to biblical, to a biblical worldview, because we do want the ability, most of all, we want the ability to be able to spread the good news and spread the gospel. And when we have, when we have more Christians that are in roles of power and, and position, they can vote in, <clears throat> they can vote in policies that will make sure that we don't ever lose the right to talk about Jesus publicly. We just, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the clips, but there's two kids who got arrested for you know, preaching the gospel outside of, uh, you know, I think of a, a leftist rally or, or something like that, something along those lines. You know, if, if we if we just submit the authority of of our governments over to secular people, it will only be a matter of time before we're not allowed to practice our religion. So I totally understand and I appreciate these guys who believe in theonomy, I appreciate that it drives their passion to want to participate in these things. Um, but I just, I just disagree with the theology. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Usually theonomy, post-millennialism and Christian nationalism kind of go hand in hand, even though they can, uh, they can exist separately yeah. uh, depending on the nuances. But for the most part, the ones that we know of, are usually post-miltheonomists that are either leaning or full-on Christian nationalists because they want to infiltrate the government. So they basically, to... the idea would be creating a theocracy, essentially. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. So basically, at the end of the day, the it's law becoming God, a theocracy. The law of God is inevitable. No matter what we do, no matter who we are, whether you hate God or love God, the law of God is inevitable and you need to abide by it because it not only benefits us as a Christian, but there are blessings for you, the unbeliever, as well, because you're still obeying God. So um, I, this is uh, salvation. Uh, do theomists mean you don't eat seafood? That is in the, isn't that the crowd? Uh, so would that actually, interestingly enough, would that mean that government would enforce stuff like that? I think that's Hebrew roots. And this is when they start... Uh, the Hebrew roots is a whole different thing, but I think this is when they start picking and choosing what things they um, they they believe should be enforced by the government. They have a yes. system for it, and I, I believe that depending on which ones you listen to, there's a, there's a dis, there's a different system of of which rules yeah. they pick and which rules they don't. They basically categorize the different laws of scripture, 
and then have a system of implementation from those categories. Interesting. And then, Interesting. Uh, but that's why it goes hand in hand with post-mill because if the law of God is inevitable, inevitable and we are doing things God's way and everyone is essentially either acting Christian or is a Christian, then what's going to happen? It's going to get better and better and better and better and better for the Christian, which coincides with post-mill perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to be in any theocracy that isn't being ran by Jesus Christ himself. Hmm. You know, my, uh, we've had theonomists on the show on, on Bible dingers before, and we've had Joel Webin on, we've had Dale Partridge on. And, you know, after speaking with them personally, I think my biggest beef with the view is that I think that they've, sort of mischaracterized what a win is for the Christian. Mm-hmm. I think that after hearing what theonomists have to say, a win to them is Christians dominating the culture, the, the cultural narrative, you know, Christian movies being the greatest movies out there, Christian music being the greatest music, Christians being totally in control of the government. And that's what a win is for the Christian community. You want to bring back Puritan communities? Yeah, something like that. And I would say that that's not a win. I I would say folks coming to Christ in salvation is the win. Amen. And so I think that they just skew uh, what's actually important and what we should be striving for. I think my biggest issue with listening to it, I'm not overly familiar with it, um, but based on what I've, I've seen in here, I think my biggest issue is that the law is fulfilled through the sacrifice of Christ and through what he did. I'm thinking that's where I have a hard to hard time computing how the laws of the Old Testament still come over unless they are um, behavioral moral laws that are still applied to us because of um the implications of behavior coming from the heart, like, you know, adultery and stuff like that. Like, unless it's stuff like that, I don't understand how the old Testament law now still applies to the government. I, I guess that's where my disconnect is. Yeah. Mike Winger did a good video. He uh, interviewed, um, I, I don't know why his name just escaped me. Joel Webin. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He interviewed yeah, yeah. him and it was just a discussion. They had a conversation. It was just Mike Winger asking for clarification on uh, some of Joel's positions. And I, I think it did a really good job of, of, you know, just to understanding. And obviously Mike pushed back here and there, but just understanding their position and, and what drives them. I, th- I think it comes from a, a place of wanting to, wanting to do right by God. Like I, I think that that's, what's driving them. I don't think it comes from ill intention, but it's still being ran by sinful men. We are all sinful. We're all fallen. And, even if we are doing this stuff for the right intentions, once we get in power, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned always when, uh, when people are striving for control and, and striving to get in positions of power and positions in control, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes me nervous because a person with controlling tendencies will tend to control. And, uh, if you get a bunch of them in a position of power and then we have Christians who may disagree with things that they're doing, but yet we're still subject to what they're doing. I don't know. I just could see it turning real left. Real. I also quick. have a hard time 
computing that theology with how Jesus behaved when on earth. Because technically speaking, there were a, there were a handful of times where the law, the Pharisees obviously are trying to you know catch Jesus, but at the same time, there are times where the law applied to its fullest extent uh, would have indicated someone being stoned or killed, and Jesus chose mercy. So I guess I still, again, I, even on that front, I have a hard time completely computing that theology. But anyway, I, yeah, that's just me. Well, this was a good subplot. To uh to our discussion, um, let's, yeah. So uh, Sean says winning oh. is overcoming the devil and sin. Do you think the multitudes of Christians <laughs> martyred at the end of the age are losers? And, losers. Uh, <laughs> I think it's important to close this topic off by saying I think there's different ways to win. Like obviously, as Christians, we fight to abolish abortion, uh, saving lives. I would consider that a win. Definitely, um, I would. You know, I would consider uh, that and particularly or voting for the issues. You know, we vote for the issues. We vote with a clean conscience because we're voting for particular movements or against particular movements. I think yeah. those are minor wins. I mean, um, at the end of the day, God does want government to be righteous and just and stuff right. like it talks about that in scripture, like about governments being just and uh, being right in their judgment and stuff. So like exactly. a good government, a good godly government is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Um, it's just that throughout history that hasn't normally been the case. Yeah, but I do want to say too, though, that even though it's a lowercase win, it obviously the Christian goal is for Christian faithfulness. We are just being faithful because God is calling us to be faithful. We're not being faithful for a particular agenda to take over yeah. the world. Yeah, You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We're just being faithful because we want to bear fruit as Christians. We obviously want to save babies' lives and stuff like that. But we're not doing it because, yes, we take over the world like Pinky in the Brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. kind of how I view that movement. Mm -hmm. All right. Before I know you said we're closing out, but before we close out, we, we're getting straight shots from Jeremy Collins for uh, skipping his question. Oh, man. So let's make sure we, skip, we tackle this. Um. It says, do you all agree that there are some laws in the Old Testament now that are not binding to the Christian? Do you eat meat, Jeremy? <laughs> he can't answer. Jeremy? He's not here. Exactly. <laughs> he can't answer. Just skip and over that question. On, on next week's episode, we tackle the question. Of <laughs> do you our... eat meat? Drop the mic. <laughs> Come on, bro. I, I, last um, I checked, Jeremy's side of his head was, you know, shaved a little bit. So I don't think he's growing out those curls on the side of his head either. There true. you go. I don't think so. I don't think so. I love shrimp so much. Mm. I love mm. it so much. Bacon, bro. Bacon, bacon is life, dude. My wife bacon just started life. eating bacon again, and she's like, like experiencing it for the first time after not eating it for about ten years, and she's like. John, this is amazing. Bacon is yeah. so good. I'm like, why do you think I was like angry all the time when we were eating turkey bacon? You know, it's just, it's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same. You know, I, I woke up one day, <laughs> I made, I made turkey bacon. I said, this is the last day that I'm doing this. I'm not doing turkey bacon anymore. I told her, I'm like, my love, I can't do this anymore. I cannot have turkey bacon anymore. She's like, all right, so go get, go get regular bacon. It took her for another year to catch up, but uh, yeah, here we are eating real beef bacon. Bacon's pretty good too. Beef bacon's pretty good. I've yeah. never had it. I'm willing beef to try. Beef bacon's it. pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, uh, but this yeah, is salvation, let's, let's move on, guys. <laughs> this is hold on. Pull this up just real quick. 
the turkey bacon is is good though. Put the pull this up. Uh, this is salvation says turkey bacon is good though. Not gonna lie. So yeah. I had no idea what NGO meant. Just to be clear, well, as how old I am in this group. Now you know. But all I want to say <laughs> is that Canada has the weirdest people. It just really does. It really does. <laughs> yeah, so weird that you were talking about how your wife was unsaved and unsaved or something like that. You made a serious statement and you heard me laugh right after you said it. And it wasn't that I was laughing at you. It's because I'm looking at my phone and Jeremy is texting me, not Jeremy, um, Matt is texting me. You look so good on camera. And I, I was like, I couldn't even hold it back, bro. I couldn't I even love, hold it back. I love Matt so much. He's one of the funniest people. I couldn't people. even hold it back. These Canadians, bro. I know. They're too much. We need a Canadian They're version of the Bible. <laughs> it just ends with A? Yeah. A? Yeah. A? A? Every verse. Right? A? In the beginning, A? In the beginning, a boot. <laughs> Did you think I would not expose that? I laughed at, at John making a, a serious statement. I'm like, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, I'm gonna have to talk to him after this. I wonder why he's laughing at my wife's salvation. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, let's let's joy. move let's move on to the next uh, the next scurvy topic. Let's move on, fellas. I, next time, I need to have it queued up. So we're not sitting here for 10 seconds just waiting for me to click yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll just Before talk we went during live, dead space. You know what? I just realized that every time I've been closing this water bottle, I've been putting the microphone up to it. So probably the audio only people are going to be like, what is that Loop? clicking? <laughs> All right. So give some, give some context to what we're about to watch. All right. So this is on Twitter, which I think is called X now. But, uh. I'm not quite sure. I'm not on X. But uh, it's our friend Honest Youth Pastor, who's a self-proclaimed Theobro extraordinaire. And uh, he is quoting another tweet of some fella named Stephen Anglis. Do you guys know who that is? I don't. No, sir. No idea, bro. Okay. He says, I'm probably going to get roasted for this. I don't appreciate a guy famous for a song that says dollar sign H-I-T. <laughs> dollar sign B-U-L-L dollar sign H-I-T and D at symbol M-N. Wow. And takes the Lord's name in vain using God's word for his concert. And then uh, he references James 3.10 here. All right. And then Honest Youth Pastor quotes this X. Is that what it's called now? An X? It's still Dude, a, it's still I, a tweet. I don't know. Yeah, a tweet it's text? still a tweet. Yeah, a tweet X. It's an X okay. tweet. It's a Twix. An X tweet. An X tweet. A Twix. Uh, Honest Youth Pastor quotes this Twix. <laughs> Why are you talking he to said, your X so much? He said, while I agree with Stephen's comment, I don't think many people realize Christians in certain parts of the country, more rural areas, don't typically see cursing as a sin. It's a discipleship issue, in my opinion, but that's why I think he's getting so much pushback. Yeah, definitely. Then, uh, like, so 
Well, I mean, just to comment on that, I mean, I live in a fairly rural area um, and like a lot of blue collar people and stuff like that. Yeah, like cursing is pretty commonplace in a lot of rural country people, especially even within the church um, in some of these areas. Within the Anabaptist community, it's not very common, but um, in other church communities in the area, it's very, it's not that uncommon. Um, and I've talked to people about it before, and it, generally for them, it just boils, it normally boils down to them. They, they see it as just another word. They don't necessarily see an issue with it. They think sometimes society overhypes how bad these words are and stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, I, that is true in rural areas. It, it actually is quite common, but in cities as well, like not that uncommon either. Yeah. People be cursing. I'm from New York. Um, every other word in New York is, is a curse word, but, mm -hmm. um, the, uh, so this guy, he, he's a guy who just like blew up overnight, uh, from a song that he, that he sang just talking about, you know, the current status of the United States and, and things that are going on. And in the song, he, he says curses like BS and, and other curses uses, uh, you know, he says, oh, oh, I think he says, oh, God, uh, you know, and, and then starts singing. But um, and then here in this clip, which we don't even need to play, he's just he's reading, I think, from the Psalms. And um, he's reading this before he goes and sings songs, which he's going to be cursing in. So I guess the pushback that people are giving is how are you going to read from the Bible and then go sing a song with curses in it? So. I see this kind of from from two lenses, and this also goes into you know Tim Ross has been getting a lot of flack for publicly cursing. I listen to some of his stuff, and I'm like, man, this dude sounds like he's on a construction site. Um, you know, he's just dropping them left and right. Uh, so here's my thing. I I understand the perspective that if you are not cursing at somebody right? You're, if I'm not calling you one of these words, then that's technically not me sinning against somebody or, or, or doing something to harm you, right? I'm not hurting anybody by, by using a word flagrantly. But if I'm using it specifically to, if I'm like, yo, this guy, Ryan is a X, Y, Z. And be like, dang, bro, why are you saying that about me? That it hurts you. It's I'm I'm inflicting pain on you. But if I'm just talking and, and I'm I'm using it as like a, a verb or or an adjective or something like that, and I'm not inherently using it to curse somebody, I understand the perspective of that not being wrong, although I disagree with it. Right. My issue, you, well, my issue when it comes to language is that language has meaning within every culture within the context of that culture so for instance um the n-word let's just say take that one for instance in other countries that can actually mean something legitimate and not as an offense or at least in the past it could have been used that way as well um or even um, some other words in the past um such as the s-word um actually was not considered a vulgar word until later so like there are words that within certain contexts it's not the word themselves. It's the context of the culture you're living in um, that makes something vulgar. And so like one of my biggest issues with it, even if you're not using it explicitly against someone, is that if you're using it in the culture where this is considered um, taboo, it's considered vulgar, it's considered offensive and dirty, uh, 
that is just not demonstrating good restraint or self-control in my opinion. Um, And the other side of it for me is that the words that are often used have meanings that shouldn't be just flagrantly just, just use willy nilly. So for instance, let's just take using God's name as a curse word or Jesus name as a curse word or anything like that. Let's, let's go really, let's go hone on that one. Cause that one's, I think a little bit more clear. God, God's name, Jesus name should have power and meaning and holiness and reverence in our eyes as Christians to use it just flippantly as if it doesn't mean anything, as if it shouldn't evoke a meaning or have some sort of holiness or weight to it, I think is not only, I think it's unbiblical. I think it's a sin, sinful, but I think it's just also a sign that you you don't respect the power of a name. You don't respect the power of what that name means, what it represents. And you're using it as a dirty word. You're using it for something vulgar. Um, and then also when it comes to other words, such as the F word or anything like that, it's normally in the, the meanings of these words are normally either something disgusting like poop. Um, it's either something that should be intimate and should be um, guarded, but we use it flippantly like the F word. Um, or it's just an insult. It's just to degrade things, um, like the B word and stuff. Um, none of these things within context, none of these things actually are good or uplifting. They're not edifying. Speech should be edifying. Everything that comes out of our mouth should edify others and ourselves. Amen. When we use swear words, we're not edifying people in general or ourselves. So yeah, that's my biggest issue when, even when you're not using it as an insult. Yeah. John, so I see this, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to ask, John, can you clarify? You were you were talking about, you know, how if it hurts somebody, then it's a sin. But if I'm just saying it to myself or whatever, it's not. Is that like the primary argument that's being given? Yeah, that is. And it's not something mm-hmm. I agree with. I, I just understand mm-hmm. the perspective. My right? one oh, friend. That is like the most trash argument. My I one ever friend, heard in my, uh, life. my two friends, actually, that they, they swear and, you know, they call themselves Christians and stuff. And all that. And they, and they like, you know, there's, they abide by scripture pretty, like, you know, pretty thoroughly. But when it comes to that topic specifically, that is their argument. As long as I'm not using it to insult others and to degrade others, it's just Bro, words. 99% yeah. of any sin that anybody does is in here. It's in the heart. It's in the head, lust, hatred, envy, jealousy, any of them. They're like all just you on the inside has nothing to do with other people on the outside. So that's like the the craziest argument I've ever heard. Yeah, and and Jeremy, I do know that every sin is against God. Okay, I was speaking as me sinning towards somebody. <laughs> like he, you know, he just jumped in with the theology. Like every sin is towards God. I know that Jeremy. Yeah, I, I know that Pastor Jeremy. I, know. I just want to say that three this, uh, this issue is not uncommon, right? We see celebrities around us that claim Christianity, like Chris Pratt. Everyone loves oh, Chris please. Pratt. Oh, please. Um, a lot of that people guy. love Chris Pratt. Don't a lot of people will go Chris and see his movies because he's a self-proclaimed Christian. Chris because Pratt he annoys read... me. He will act in Passengers and have a full-on scene with whatever her face is. I forget what her name is. And that, then go on and point. start, oh, my word. He drives me. That's my point. So he, he, he had a speech and read from the book of Luke, and everybody was super happy about it. And then he'll have another speech and drop curse words all throughout the speech. Um, So this is not uncommon. This is something we see all around us. But something that I do want to bring forward is that sanctification looks different for everyone. And I think the, the point that Honest Youth Pastor is trying to make 
is not trying to justify these curse words or not trying to justify sin against God or any of that. And he's also not trying to say that you can't sin privately in a closet, right? He's not making any of those points. But I think what he's trying to highlight is the fact that, especially in specific cultures, uh, curse words are completely natural to their way of speaking. And maybe, I don't know this guy that we watched or we're going to watch. I don't know this singer. I don't know anything about him. But uh, my prayer is that him reading scripture is the start of his sanctification. And then he will work from that and that the Holy Spirit would be obviously convicting to his heart in all areas of his life, not just his tongue. Um, so I don't know if this is uh, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's country music is filled with curse words. Let's face it. Mm -hmm. It's like hip hop. I mean, if you were to write a hip hop song right now and, and just start rapping, right, you would default to cursing because it's so common and so popular. I'm not trying to justify it. But again, culture does matter. Um, you have culture to break will, against the culture. And culture that's what this guy's probably doing. Cultural influence, how you perceive your sin in the current moment. It might not be as bad or as good depending on your, the culture, what your context you're coming from. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely plays into it. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Maybe this guy's just fighting against his culture. And again, I'm not trying to say just because it's natural doesn't mean, cause we do know that, uh, you know, human inclination is sinful, right? Yep. I'm not trying to talk about that. What I'm saying is maybe this guy was just surrounded by curse words, surrounded by cursing music, surrounded by these vulgar country songs, and the spirit is moving. And I, my prayer is that it's actually moving to sanctification and real salvation, and, and that this is just a stepping stone um, for him. That's That's what I hope, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not like, to me, it's not the hill I'm going to die on. Uh, I think that we have, we have bigger issues to deal with um, when it comes to, uh, to like our walk, our sanctification process. And it, it can, it can also be, this is just in ex my experience in my sanctification process. I stopped cursing a long time ago, like long, long time ago. Then I ended up uh, doing a nine month hit on a job as an electrician and me being there every single day, I started cursing. It was mm. to the, it was to the point where I'm like, yo, why am I, do you know, you be, you, it's like the curse will come out of my mouth. And then the Holy spirit's like, bro, what are you doing? Uh, and and it, it just, <laughs> but it just, it would happen so often because of the environment that I was in. And that's no excuse. You know, mm. I obviously worked on it later and, and uh, got rid of it, but um, it, it's, it's your environment and your culture, which is your environment, does influence you in a certain way to mm -hmm. where I forget which one of you just said this to where your sin is not as obvious uh, um, as as it should be. And, and 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 I think this conversation should be expanded outside of just curse words. It's language in general. So like, you know, gossip, um, devious talk is that one passage shows that this is salvation shared or when it comes to like joking, like j the jokes we make, the type of jokes and humor we we cultivate all that plays into language in general. Um, it's not just cursing itself being in being this bad taboo, but the way we talk that that in general matters. Like any like joking, all these things can they matter? It's not just individual words or specific words. Yeah. To um, Jeremy mentioned here why why if you don't feel convicted by the Holy Spirit is it still sin? Absolutely. 
there's some scripture to uh to show us that it's still sin i can't remember them off the top of my head but i know it's in the bible somewhere um <laughs> you know uh, yeah, I'm this sure is you so, guys could pick could pull some up right yeah, now. Yeah, Matt, this is salvation. He he put lots in the comments for you guys. And uh it it I think it clearly states in the Bible that cursing is a sin. And I would say that if you don't feel convicted by the Holy Spirit for something that is uh clearly stated as a sin, then that's a that's a dangerous place to be in, yes. my friend. I think I mean just to Jeremy's talk question, about I'm just going um, back to Jeremy's question. I think, isn't he asking, like, how can we, uh, if, if people don't feel convicted, how can we still definitively say something's a sin? I guess Because God go, is a standard. We yeah, are not. I, I was going to say God that. I think standard. that's, I don't know if that was what he was looking for, but I thought that's what he was looking for. Yeah, God is a standard. Uh, obviously, the Holy Spirit will convict believers, but for unbelievers, they're still judged for their sin. Why? Because God has a standard and they're sinning against God. So this this brings it back to what I was talking about, about theonomy, right? Like, what if this issue came up and here we are talking about um, how is is sin like breaking the moral law? And then what's the I mean, not sin is cursing, breaking is that sinning against God, Jeremy, and breaking the moral law. And now we have to um, figure out what kind of punishment goes to that. So that that's kind of, uh, you know, and, and I don't think that this is the only topic that we could that we could kind of question that on. Like, hey, is this is this something that we should be punishing people for um, that just it, it popped in my head about uh, theonomy? No, Tim Ross does not have the Holy Spirit just to answer his question. I don't believe he's saved. I don't Oof. believe he's a, a pastor. I don't Oof. believe that he's a true teacher. I believe there's a ton of potential. I think he's a great public speaker, but I will make it plain as day. I don't think he's a Christian. No, I don't know anything oh. Ross to speak on him. So I don't yeah, either. I, I don't know anything. I don't right, know Nick, too you much. Have authority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Literally, don't know. Too, all I know about Tim much. Ross is that stripper stripper clip. That's yeah, all that, I know about him. So that was that, about, hope, that alone. That's enough for me to be listen, uh, very weird. I hope that God proves me wrong, and I will not wish condemnation on anyone. Even my worst enemy, I pray that God works in their heart and sanctifies them and, and that salvation is for them. Obviously, I hope that that Ross gets his himself together. But right now, he's a celebrity. He's not a pastor. Right now, he's, he's a celebrity. Uh, and if he truly did have the Holy Spirit, I'm not judging a man for something I cannot see. If he truly did have the Holy Spirit, he'd have so much conviction that he'd step down and get mentored and discipled and get himself together and then come back later. But he doesn't feel sorry. Therefore, the Holy Spirit isn't there. For me, whenever I see like passion stuff, um, it's a question of humility. If, if you don't sense humility or see humility coming from their lives, that's generally a really, really bad sign. Um, yeah, if they're definitely. full of pride and arrogance and when they get pushed back, it's, they're always in the right and stuff. That's it's always uh, dangerous when you see a lot of pride in a public figure like that. When, yeah. when people are trying to justify their sin and find reasons to continue in it, that means the Holy Spirit isn't present. It's mm -hmm. like what we see in the LGBT movements, right? They find an Episcopalian church or they find a church that okays their lifestyle instead of just looking to Scripture and saying, this is what Scripture says and mm -hmm. I have to form my life around what Scripture says. They'll just find another place to go 
that says, you know, your sin is okay. And this is what Tim Ross is doing. Mm -hmm. He's finding a place that makes him feel comfortable. And when people call him out, they, he says, why, why are you calling me out when there's a thousand people that just got saved at my church last week? Well, those yeah, people always, have no fruit either. Right. Yeah. It's always a, it's always a, I get that. Um, whenever I call out people who may not be as obvious, uh, like obviously sinning as, uh, you know, I'll call out a Mike Todd or, or somebody and they'll, they'll be like, yeah, but, or Joel Osteen. Oh yeah. But people are getting saved at their church. Look, just because God saves people in that church doesn't mean he's saving it because of them. He's saving them in spite of those people. Mm, amen. Right? Like I got saved at Hillsong. Does anybody in here like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a great church to go to. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's just, uh, you know, use the same thing. A lot right? of Muslims that I heard got saved in by having dreams. Does that mean we have to just keep sleeping 24-7? I wish. That'd be nice. Oh, I wish. Sounds awesome. There's many yeah. people who got saved in all type of scenarios. That doesn't mean we need to find ourselves in them all the time. Yeah. God uses bad for good all the time. I think also too, um, even if we could make the argument that cursing is not a sin, right? Let's just hypothetically say we could make that argument. I think that us as Christians who are already viewed as hypocrites by the world if we're running around doing something that would change a movie rating from PG 13 to rated R, and we're looking at that as like, it's nothing. The world is going to look at our witness as tainted. We and should live above reproach. Yeah. As, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to hurt my witness when we, when we shouldn't try people. to be, we shouldn't ask the, once we start asking the question, well, how close to the line can I get? Is this not like once we start playing that game that we should try to be above approach as much as, as best as possible. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's also, I feel like that's a sad life when you're just trying to get close to sin and things of that nature, because it is rewarding to do things that honor God and, and to live a life that glorifies him. It's, it's significantly more fulfilling than trying to toe the line and live some sort of life where you do you glorify God a little bit, but you're also trying to sin as much as you can and get away from it. It's yep. just un, it's just unfulfilling and, and it's really a sad life to me. Mm -hmm. Welcome back, Nick. As a mic drop, <laughs> the audio people didn't know I left, so you just well, oh, just ruined you. it. We're exposing yeah. hypocrites. <laughs> Claiming to be on a podcast and not really on the podcast. Claiming to be fully dedicated, but yet here you are skipping out. Lies. Wow. Mid curse, wow. mid curse topping, mid when What John if somebody actually, was just he, getting saved over off, there? Just all, he, he got off just let out all the cuss words, you know, before he gets yeah. back on. Just, <laughs> so he did. Yes. I had to unmute myself for a minute. Yeah. He was like, mother piece of <laughs> okay, scallywags. Oh, actually, actually, here, question. This is a question. Are Do filler words. Like, um, dang it and stuff like that. What about those words? Does that fall under a similar principle? I don't think, I, I don't know. Cause I hope not because th those have really helped me. <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard different arguments. I've heard people say those count as well. Um, I've, I had someone at work one time. Oh, he's a big on. Mennonite. I said, suck. I said, this sucks. Um, and he, he looked at me it. and he was like, I can't believe you said that word. I'm disappointed in you. I was like, <laughs> sorry. Matt says um, they seem and, less bad, but they mask the real word. Um, but that stinks. I, I heard another I heard another friend of mine actually say, um, saying those words um, is actually good because you're actively thinking of ways not to say the bad ones. You're actively trying not to, and you actively are thinking about not saying them. 
I like that person, whoever said that. I am interested yeah, you know, to hear the argument about why why you would think they're wrong. If they're not if curse words are wrong because culturally they're seen as wrong in bad words, and then these filler words are not seen as bad words, then why would you still call those sin? I'd yeah, so like I talked to, to my friends who curse and they said that filler words are just the same thing in their eyes. Like they're like, You're doing the same thing I'm doing, you're just changing the words. And I argued no. Because the reason why those words are wrong in the first place is because of definitions. You're using the, the, the definitionally, they're just crude. And then secondly, contextually in the culture we live in, they're seen as vulgar. The filler words are neither. They don't have crude definitions normally. Um, or they, and contextually within the culture, they're not considered vulgar. Actually, most times they're seen as silly. Um, right. So that's generally my approach to that rebuttal. That here's, was a, here's a really, question for you guys. Really good here's, answer. Here's a quick question for you guys. So if all of us were hanging out and I don't know, watching some sports at a sports bar or whatever, and just eating some chicken wings or whatever. Right. I mean, Sounds I'm getting nice. a little hungry. Right. Sounds great. <laughs> Would you guys use the same exact words? during that night that we were hanging out that you would if your pastor was sitting right there for yeah. sure i would say I, dang it my pastor's my brother yeah. so oh. <laughs> well you don't count you don't count you don't uh, count. i talk around them pretty normally yeah i, I don't i don't curse so like but i'm I mean, saying those filler I, words right if i stub my toe though i gotta repent like it, it'd be it'd be bad sometimes so my point was like some of those filler words, I know some of us definitely wouldn't say if our pastor was sitting right there. So chances are we probably shouldn't be saying them at all. Just, all the filler words I use, you I know? use in front of my pastor all the time. So yeah. that just, is not. I, I, there might brother, be. There bro. is one that I should say less. There is one filler word that I'm trying to get away from. Because what is it? It's a little say bit more it. Vulgar. What? Say it. What is well, it? I don't want to say because some people there's two words actually, and I think both of them can be considered swear words. That some people are the two words together. Like no, no, no. There's just two <laughs> words that are, are probably are considered a little bit more on on the line. So I probably shouldn't say them nearly as say often. It. The people, the people want you to say it. The one, the okay, piss. The the that <gasps> word. I have heard people say that dun, one is dun, that dun. and douche. That's the other one. The I, said douche, I said douche. I said douche on Ruslan's podcast. I can't so those two, I've heard people push back on those a little bit. I've heard people call you those two swear words dude. in context. So I can't believe you said that. I know. I can't believe you said piss douche. I've been excommunicated from the YG yeah, network. I've never been said, invited on again. I'm canceled. Douche. But those those two words I've heard people push back on saying that those are a little bit too vulgar. I could see it being uh, you know, on the line for some people. But I think for others, it's like you could say that on TV and, and it's totally fine. Not that that is saying much anymore. Chooch. I like but, chooch. Um, yeah, that's a chooch good is one. a good word. My, my wife, uh, instead of Jesus Christ, she goes, cheese and crackers. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> and crackers. Cheese like and it. crackers. <laughs> Cheeses like kind of sounds like Jesus. Cheeses, cheese. So that's here's a funny story. Rice? Maybe funny cheese story. us rice. Yeah, so I've heard people say cheese and rice. I've heard people say that. But she says cheese and crackers, and it's hilarious. I laugh every time. So there's this um, there's this kid that we know who um, Spanish is his first language, as many of my friends, uh, Spanish is their first language. But he says Jesus Christ as a curse word 
and the way that he says it, like it's, I know that he's saying it and it's bad, but he's the way he sounds when he says it is so <laughs> funny that I laugh and I feel wrong for laughing. Oh, because because Spanish is his first language. So, yeah, so he goes, he goes, she's a crop, and. <laughs> What is he, like, Australian? No, he's is he Australian? Spanish. He's Spanish. Spanish. But, yeah, That's kind of pretty cracky, bro. Donkey man. Bro, he's like, he, you crikey. He's like, she's a crack. And I, I just started he's a crack. dying. Oh, he's a crack. <laughs> so my, um, my nephew says, oh, my God, a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he'll say it. And, and I, I was in the pool with him. And I was like, I was like, you got to stop saying that. You got to say, oh my gosh, right? You got to say something else. Don't say, oh my God. And he's like, why? You know, these kids, why? And I'm like, because you're you're using God's name incorrectly. You're using it as a curse word, right? Or as, as being upset about something. I was like, imagine people used your name like that. When Whenever somebody got upset at something, they used your name. And he was like, I wouldn't like that. And I'm like, wow, the five-year-old gets it. Then he, you know, next day he's obviously saying it again, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what does this say? Can we just, uh, can we come and appreciate how he spells Ruslan, please? Ruslan. Ruslan. <laughs> I kind are of you wish trying you would have Are you trying to say that, that, that like, this is how I talk? Is that what Bruce it is? Is this a Lawn. New York? Is this a New York? Ruslan. Straight up, it might be that's that's making fun of how I talk, or maybe maybe he just thought it was Bruce Lawn. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Reform Berean is asking us to give input on their question. question? Which question was, question was this? I'm thinking it might be this one. Um, would you guys say some words that is thought to be curse words today really cursing? Like the other word for donkey is that cursing, or it depends on how it's applied. No, I I would have uh. So if there's another word like donkey, oh. you don't have to say the other word for it, right? But if you're like a dude who lives on a farm and that's what you call a donkey, I don't I don't see an issue with it. I was gonna know? say over Christmas, there's a song that explicitly says that word during the song in terms of the animal because it's an old song, so. Uh, I forget what song that is, but every time we sang it at church, I was like, oh, <laughs> as a kid, I was always like, oh, but again, for me, language boils down to the context of the culture you're living in. There's a yeah. theoretical culture out there where that word is not considered vulgar. So for me, it boils down to what culture and context are we living in? Even that the B word, uh, you know, it's a female dog. If it really, if you really boil it down. Yeah. Um, and there are people in that dog world who still use it. Um, Bro, I, I, my mother used to show dogs and she took me to a dog show one time and it was shocking to hear all these old ladies <laughs> talking about how nice that bee walks, how nice <laughs> that bee's hair looks. And it's like all day long, all these sweet old ladies dropping the B word left and right. And it was would... like shocking. Were there I a lot would of dogs love. There? I would love to, <laughs> for a video of that to resurface. <laughs> it was wild, bro. Dog shows are wild. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's bring this in for a closing. 
I think I think we've talked about everything we could have possibly talked about. Has anyone been to San Diego and actually spent some time there? Such t- oh. Uh, Barrick builds, I think, is dunking on Ruslan. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. Yeah. I like Ruslan, man. That guy, uh, he gave me this camera that I'm currently using. He has uh, given me opportunities that, um, that you know, he hasn't had to. And um, I think that he means well in mostly everything that mostly in everything that he does. I obviously disagree with decisions he makes. I disagree with things that, that he says, but I think overall Ruslan truly cares about bringing up the whole community. I, re- I really do. I also got to say, you know, I, don't, I, I hate going at, you know, folks in the chat, but I, this, this does remind me of the argument that people make uh, against people who are pro-life or fighting against abortion that, um, oh, oh, you're, you only care about the abortion. You don't care about when they're outside of the womb. And I think that's kind of a, a bogus argument. Just because you're doing one thing doesn't mean that you're also not doing another or that just because one person considers something more important, that means that the person you're speaking to needs to throw 100% of their effort at that thing. I think it can be true that uh, Ruslan could totally be impacting his community. I don't, I don't know the guy personally. I know you guys do. Um, but at the same time, he could also be impacting the YouTube community. It doesn't have to be one or the other. We're, I think we're multifaceted beings. And I we don't, can do more than one thing. I, I only met Ruslan once in my life, and I don't watch many of his videos, so I don't really have an opinion on Ruslan. Yeah, I um, I got nothing bad to say about him. I can disagree with some things that he says, but I mean, you, if you're on my channel long enough, uh, anybody that's on my channel long enough is going to disagree with some things that I say, disagree with some things that I do. Um, we are all fallen. And I think Ruslan is doing the best with the platform that he has in his current situation and trying his best to do everything, uh, you know, without crossing the line into, into craziness and, and getting sucked in by the world. This dude was on uh, Adam 22 podcast, sharing the gospel to millions of people, you know, uh, I haven't been given the opportunity to do that. I don't know if I would have handled myself as well in the debate as he did with destiny. I don't know. He even got to debate. Um, what's this guy's name from the red pill community and did an oh, incredible the guy. Yeah. He did an incredible job, uh, you know, putting forth the Christian biblical worldview of manhood and showing how it's better than this red pill manosphere thing so you know ruslan may bring people on his channel that i would not bring on that i don't think should be platformed but you also gotta like when it comes to us youtubers and and people out there many of us are not pastors right like and that's no excuse to like not be above reproach that's not what i'm saying but we're in a different lane we're in a different field we're navigating the circumstances that we find ourselves in fighting against these YouTube algorithms that are pinned against us. And we are using everything at our disposal to try to get the word of God out there. So I think uh, some grace. Should yeah, be I think given. I yeah. think some grace. Eric builds biggest complaint reading his comments seems to be the specific type of videos you make. 
I don't watch many of them. I've only clicked on a handful, but I think he's appealing to the fact that most of his videos are about current events and worldly things and things like that. I don't know how he addresses these things. I don't watch many of his videos, so that's why I'm not giving my thoughts on it. I think that's his biggest issue, though. Yeah, a lot of people have issues because he has other people on his channel, like the, like this guy. Right? Wait. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, Wrong what? one, right? Barrick Builds is going off in the chat calling uh, Ruslan a fool, right? Cursing no, he's, he's, right he's before. A, yeah, he said an effing fool. Yeah, cursing <laughs> right before the fool. So you're pointing your finger at Ruslan while you should be pointing a finger at yourself, my this friend. This is Look one of this. those. This is one of those situations where we were just talking about if the supplementary word, um, you know, is is that? Yeah, L M F A O. Yeah, my man Barrick. Also, man, bro. Uh, guys, I I don't want to totally dunk on this guy, but one other point. This is another really bad argument. You're saying that <laughs> you're like you're you're talking mess about ruslan because he's sharing the gospel with a satanist like is he supposed to be sharing the gospel with somebody who's to? already a christian yeah, like who is let me share the gospel to someone who already knows it that's wild but anyway man uh let's let's move off this i don't want any uh um you know i'm not I'm, as as much as i am i disagree with this guy uh beric i think his name is in here and i think that he is it's a total l take um you know, you are more than welcome to always share your opinion here, and you are always more than welcome to disagree with anything that I say or any of these guys say. I am not one of those people who like bans people from the channel for disagreeing no, or pushing no. back. Or, I am. Or here I am. I'm gonna ban ban them. You know, <laughs> but I, I do think that it's that it's an L take, and I also think the way that you, um, and this is just uh, from a uh, from a discipleship standpoint, right? The way that you disagree with people is important. And I have yes. fallen short in this many times. Um, the Like to call somebody that's your brother in Christ that is trying to do uh, something for the kingdom, he really is, to just call him an effing fool and, and just disregard everything that he has done completely, probably because you, you think he's focusing on too many worldly issues. Everything that he speaks about, and I'm not a Ruslan apologist, you know, but everything that he speaks about is is from a, a Christian perspective. So he may talk about worldly things, but he's always talking about it from a Christian perspective. And when you talk about the worldly things, you are reaching the worldly people who need to hear the Christian perspective. So I think it's an L take uh, on, on what you're saying. Yeah, I think saying. when we disagree with people, uh, we should do it with kindness and grace, uh, especially when it comes to uh, disagreeing with fellow believers. Let's hash it out. Let's, exactly. Let's have a conversation. Man, you know me. Yeah. I've been I've been trying to debate some some of these guys, and you yeah, know, they don't they don't want to do it. But, yeah, uh, but it was gotta sabe. stick together, bro. Ya tu sabe. <laughs> Whipper. All right, man. Let's uh, let's let's bring this in for a closing. So normally we have a closing audio that we just uh, that we just play, but um, I just want to say, tonight. Ryan, you, you did an incredible job at uh, job. at hosting this last minute. Nick, I'm so glad you were able to make it on here. Yeah, Dylan, I'm happy you're too, always man. A, thank you. You're always a friendly face on here. Scurvy. And guys, whoever's listening this far, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Don't just don't comment. Make sure you like and subscribe. Amen. Hey. And if you're listening to this on playback on any of the streaming services, make sure you check us out on YouTube at Why Jesus Network. God bless.
and we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.